Hey kids, it's your old pal Gorag. How the hell are you doing? Tonight's podcast, as usual, is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Do you have a small business, large business, personal project, or maybe an event that's coming up that you want to promote but not spend a lot of money on merch for? Well, look no further, boils and ghouls. Because Lone Star Buttons is your one-stop shop for your small merch needs. They make buttons. They make mirrors. They make bottle openers. They make magnets. All of this can be yours by going to LoneStarButtons.com or emailing the owner, Adam Snippy Jones, at info at LoneStarButtons.com or you can call him on his personal cellular device at 281-798-1996. Tell him Gorag sent you and you want to suck on his hairy tits. If you want to take part in the show, that being sending in friend questions, news stories, suggestions for the show, send them into rotwpodcast at gmail.com. That is rotwpodcast at gmail.com. We'll read whatever you send us and most likely address it on the show. All that being said, coming to you pre-recorded live from Atomic Age Studio A in beautiful Pasadena, Texas, it's the Revenge of the World podcast with your hosts, Gabe, Google Me Dieter, and bitchin' Brennan Birch. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to episode 141 of Revenge of the World Podcast. I'm your host, Gabe Dude, that dude Dieter. God damn it! <laughs> Always tripping myself up. Yeah. And with me, as usual, and I'm thankful for it, bitchin' Brennan Birch. Hey everybody. Middle of the day show, man. This is weird. Brennan is not stoned. No, not at all. Not I, at all. I have it's not, allergies. Yeah, I, I have not smoked weed in many, many years, but yeah. I'm, apparently, I've, I filmed an Instagram video today, and whoa, boy. <laughs> yeah, looks like I'm having some trouble there. But He yeah. shows all the symptoms. All the symptoms, yeah. Glassy eyes. Uh, Bloodshot. Smiling for no reason. Yeah. Confused ramblings, you know. <laughs> smiling even though he's crying inside. Yep. It's, no. It's all there. Yeah. This is this is pure coffee. <laughs> coffee, allergies, and whatever whatever's in that black shit that's out, well, that was outside. Coffee and tree cone. Yeah. Tree cum, yes. So, uh, we're sitting here mid-afternoon. Yeah. Living the good life, man. Yeah. Unemployment nice. kind of rules. Yes, it really does. <laughs> it's it's uh, nice. There's <laughs> More a, people uh, should do this. There's a landscaper next door thumping his, his fucking porno <laughs> soundtrack. Yeah, he is bumping some disco <laughs> hits or something. Because, like, it, it's this is not rap music. That's what's interesting. No, it's slow there, and there, low. It's slow. It's low. The bass is funky. There's no, like, heavy guitars, so it's not metal. I don't know what he's listening to, but man, it's pretty good. It's well, not he's, bad. He's a a bald guy with a cigarette in his mouth digging trees. Yeah. And uh, he has an army shirt on and a dually parked in the front yard. Yeah. The very yard he's making beautiful, he's running <laughs> over in his fucking two-ton pickup truck. <laughs> that's how you make more work for yourself, man. I mean, uh, that's true. That's how you, that's how you get the business going. Somebody's got to fill in them ruts. There you go. Uh, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> man yeah how's it going Brendan? how's it going uh let's see it's going pretty good uh like i'm kind of in a sweet spot right now because i know for a fact that i have another job about to start yeah and i know that i have a couple of days off until then yeah so i'm not worrying about like where my next meal's coming from or nothing because i know i got a job coming and i got enough money to make it until i get to that job right so like i'm just completely like liberated right now like of like all my responsibilities are taken care of for the month i have some money in my pocket and things are just like good yeah, shit. <laughs> like, why'd you have to go and say that out loud man well uh, now you're tempting fate yeah now i'm just tempting my car to break down or something like that God but but i mean you know I'm, I'm fine i mean things are things are okay just make uh, sure you wear your seatbelt on the way yeah, home right yeah yeah i should definitely do that uh yeah i've just been kind of chilling at home you know playing some metal gear working on my skateboard ramp and you know kind of living the good life at the moment it's nice to have the time to do whatever the fuck you want it really is you know like i i don't ever take vacations like i'm really bad about that uh you know i went on like a like a rafting trip with my dad well not rafting like canoeing trip with my dad a couple of years ago and that was the last time i did anything even closely resembling a vacation you went whitewater canoeing oh not even whitewater it was just there was there was water there yeah and had there been more water maybe it, some of it would have been white but that wasn't the case mostly it was just me dragging my dad through arkansas in a canoe nice because he's getting up there you know he's an older man now and <laughs> you were paddling twice as hard honestly he thought it was kind of funny like to stop paddling while we were on the trip so i would be up there just like cranking along and like not realize that he had stopped paddling and like oh he, he told me later like he was like taking pictures of me paddling and like, <laughs> taking video and like, laughing at me and stuff and i'm like dude i was up here like killing myself trying to get through this trip <laughs> and he's just like pulling a fast one on me the whole time oh man yeah. but anyway yeah so i'm really bad about taking vacations and stuff like that like I, do, I don't do it as much as i should yeah so to have this downtime where it's kind of forced on me but like i'm okay is good yeah know? that's nice so yeah i'm, I'm kind of just enjoying i'm i'm being mindful and trying to enjoy the time off instead of being panicked and like worry about where my next thing's coming from because i know my next thing's coming yeah so yeah i've just been kind of chilling out uh i hit a milestone in my collector scumhood today <laughs> <laughs> a milestone yeah i uh i i've made my first ebay purchase <laughs> <laughs> Oh, which which they, was, they grew up so yeah, fast yeah it was, but in my defense it's a good deal you know I, I got five simpsons figures for 50 bucks which is you know about what they retail for anyway and that's kind of what's cool about collecting these is like so many people hoarded them when they came out that they never went up in value you know yeah so like i can buy them for retail price and still get stuff that i want and not and it's like all in perfect condition because in the package yeah nerds yeah. bought them you know yep. those are the only people that bought kids don't play with simpsons toys nope you know that they, they weren't burying them in the yard nope so they have no value it's, just, it's purely like collecting them is just for your own joy right you know so that's kind of working out in my advantage so uh like the most expensive things that i've seen have been you know maybe 50 bucks nice. you know and like that's like for like chase figures that are like were only sold at certain conventions and stuff like that well this weekend we uh you kind of popped your cherry yeah have we talked about this already i don't think so. no, no, I, no i guess we haven't yeah so uh you know like i guess i'd talked about this before maybe getting into collecting simpsons figures and we went out to dimensions comics and seabrook well let, let's let's uh let's do a little preparation okay let's back up yeah. i i went on a scouting trip yeah <laughs> to make sure that my cousin wasn't full of haga and uh conan fans would uh, take that <laughs> reference um and uh it was more we went to dimension comics in uh seabrook yeah we got the uh can you pull up the uh let's see we got the address that. okay the address on that is uh 1908 1908 hialeah h-i-a-l-e-a-h drive in seabrook, in seabrook and Texas. uh 
it's about 20 minutes from my house. Yeah. And uh, so in, I went there with my cousin, um, and that place is fucking a major deal. It's, it's it's nuts. I've never seen anything like that. Nobody, I haven't heard anything through the grapevine about how great that place is. Yeah. And maybe I'm crossing the line by promoting it out in the open instead <sighs> of telling my very best friends about it. I mean, but uh, maybe like if you're going like with old school kind of nerd rules, but I also feel like, you know, that place has so much that it's going to take a really long time for it to be pillaged. Right. You know, let me take a break. I just heard a loud noise. Yeah, that was weird. And we're back. Okay. Yeah. So we're back on. All right. Yeah. I think maybe if you'd found this place like pre eBay. Yeah. You know, this would not be a place that you would tell people about. Right. Because there's just so much like it, it reminded me of that. There's like this book called House of Leaves. Have you ever heard of it? No. Well, like it, it's kind of like this weird kind of horror novel. And uh, like one of the things that they talk about in the book is like there's like this house and it's like supposedly if you measure it from the inside, it's bigger than it is from the outside. <laughs> yeah. Because like you look at this place and it's, it looks like a storefront. It looks like it looks like when you walk in, it's it's like got a it's like everything you would find at like bedrock. Yeah, or it's, it's, like it's your average, you know, comic book store that orders their monthly order from Diamond Comic Distributors. Yeah. And all the basic stuff that you're looking for as far as like your if you're what one could call a big bang theory geek yeah that's where you find that stuff right in the front of the store it's a comic shop yeah it's a you walk in it's a comic shop it's a regular old normal ass comic shop yeah but then you go to the next room and it's another comic shop yeah <laughs> and then you go to the next room and it's uh it starts getting a little a weird fantasy yeah kind of board gamey it's kind shop. of it's like fantasy horror sci-fi and it, then you go a little deeper it gets into like the uh it gets genre specific yeah there, once you go past the comics there's like a horror room that is like about the size of the room that we podcast in. Yeah. It's nothing but like horror comics and like toys and collectibles and stuff like that. Yeah. And then there's like a section of like occult books and like UFO books and stuff like that. Yeah. And then. And on the way to those rooms, you get your mad novels, you get your DVDs. Yeah. Uh, so many DVDs. Just crazy shit. And there, there's a record section. Which, yeah, there's a rock and roll room yeah, if, where if you, you can find all your Kiss memorabilia and your Iron Maiden memorabilia. If you like power metal, check this place out. Yeah. They, they've got like a lot of good stuff on vinyl. Like, you know, they have like some Jag Panzer and, you know, Halloween and, you know. like. And then through that room, there's a toy room. Yeah. Where uh, when I scouted it out, I found, uh, was it Homer? Uh, that set I, I showed? Yeah, it, it's, showed? Uh, it was... Uh, it was like a treehouse of horror. It was like a, I think it's treehouse of horror. Yeah, treehouse of horror. But uh, it's like a set. like a Homer that's kind of like an Incredible Hulk yeah. that comes with a uh, Vampirella, Edna Krabappel, and like a and a poo a poo figure that's kind of like the Flash. Yeah. Which you know I've I've been kind of you know I've been wanting to collect Simpson figures for a while now. Yeah. And, and you told me that. Yeah. And when I saw it, I was like, aha! Yeah. Bring him. <laughs> I'll so, bring him here. Yeah. And Renee, and we'll have a, a good time. So I bought it. I'm 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 in the game now. Um, yep. So that's that's gonna be a problem, because uh, because now I can do it. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, it's a good problem. Yeah, I mean, and you know, first world problem. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, it, it's I don't know. I, I think I've made a wise decision. I think I've found kind of the right thing for me to collect. You know, it's something that I care about. It's something I like a lot. It's not too expensive. There's a lot of it if I want it. You know, right. so um, so yeah, Dimension Comics yeah. and Seabrook is fucking nerd heaven. Yeah, it, it, it's like. It's something special. It like, really uh, is. The comic shop in Lost Boys. You always wanted to go there. Yeah. It 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 kind of has that vibe. And, uh, like it's it's like it's run by people that know their shit. You know, like really yeah. know it. Yeah. You know? Uh, the place is curated. 
down mm-hmm. to i mean there's no wasteful bullshit in that place no um yeah it's definitely a place you didn't know you've always wanted to go to yeah and uh so check it out if you have the time and you want to take a little drive to seabrook mind the speed limit yes <laughs> seabrook is a speed trap yeah uh one thing that i really appreciated about it is like you know things were pretty well kind of categorized and everything was kind of in its own room yeah but every now and then as you were going through you'd find like little pockets of stuff oh, that yeah. maybe should have gone somewhere else but like it, like it hasn't really been organized yet but there's still like a dig to be had in that store you yes know? Like, in addition to just going to the sections, if you go through the whole place, you'll find, like, little corners that maybe have, like, 15 or 20 things that are out of place Mm -hmm. that you can kind of go through. I thought that was really cool. Um, It's funny because this artist, Richard Corbin, that Mm -hmm. I've been talking about for the past three episodes, uh, he's not a well-known artist. Um, People don't... uh, He's not sought after his work um, by the mainstream. And as soon as I walked into the the sci-fi room... Uh, one of his comics was on top of the, the comic box. Yeah. So I was like, holy shit. I mean. Just right up front. It's like treasure after treasure, you know? Really it's, is. It's insane. And uh, go there with some money. Yeah. <laughs> and not because it's be pricey. Tempted. Not because it's super pricey, but because. Right. it's it, The prices are very fair. There's there's a lot. There's just so much. And, yeah. you know, I don't know. I think that there's probably like things there that you could find for a reasonable price that you need. Right. You know? yeah. So, yeah. So that's our Dimension Comics plug. Yeah. Uh, Maybe they'll let us do a show there sometime. Oh, that'd, be, that'd be awesome. That'd be great. Maybe we should uh, drop some stickers and talk to the owner. Yeah, maybe we could bring an audience. Hmm. Huh. We'll see. We'll see about that. Don't get any ideas. Uh, last House on the Left or whatever. <laughs> last Podcast on the Left. Last yeah, podcast that's all we need is those fuckers. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, Stepping on our feet again. <laughs> we should talk about that. Uh <laughs> What did they get? They got uh, something. Yeah, we, whenever I was talking about uh, the Momo challenge, like they basically covered it exactly the same way that we covered it, down to the, your reference to her, Momo looking like Shelley Duvall. Yeah, <laughs> was, like, that's incredible to it me. It was shocking. It was hilarious. And like it came out the same day, so it was like, oh, God, fuck <laughs> you guys. <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh, well. Actually, uh, I, I enjoy their show very much. I listen all the time, but yeah. yeah anyway. We're not here to plug yeah, we're them, but... Uh, they're doing fine with us. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> uh what else brennan oh man um, we had a good time though yeah that was a lot of fun uh that was the first uh i mean i wouldn't call it a road trip but it's definitely uh an outing an outing with yeah. friends yeah like we haven't done anything like that in a long time you know no. like you know we see go to nans and you know go to third planet every now and then and that was always a lot of fun or, yeah you know go to flea markets and stuff like that but we haven't done anything like that in a while so it was really cool to do i used to hold nans and third planet in such high regard till i went to this place yeah i mean they're still good they're still good don't get us wrong no no but, yeah i mean but they've they're, they're good for the average comic store yeah like they're they're above and beyond but i mean this place is even above that yeah and i never would have imagined that you could get to such heights right it's like people people in the 60s running the mile in like five minutes and now they're in like four minute range right wait is that is that right is that uh, possible it sounds right four minutes in a mile yeah i mean that's that's pretty quick but you know i mean that sounds that's fast to me <laughs> I mean, it's definitely fast to me. I do it in like 15. So, yeah, 15. <laughs> oh man. Um, what else we got? I mean, we have anything any... else going on? Uh, I mean, for me, I don't know. I'm just kind of been playing Metal Gear Solid. Uh, still into that. Pretty hardcore. It's a lot of fun. I'm like kind of going through and like, uh, I, I can't even explain to you like what I like about this game. <laughs> 
Like, all I've been doing is just hanging out in the hills and just, like, systematically killing people with a sniper rifle. <laughs> oh, nice. It's not really, like, the way you're supposed to play the game, but, like, the missions are set up in a way to where you can do it kind of however you want. So, like, I've just been taking my time and, you know, camping out in the hills. I wait for it to get dark for hours and hours in the game, uh-huh. which is, like, you know, 10 minutes of game time or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just wait, take my time, kill as many Soviets as I possibly can. <laughs> And then I wait for it to become night again and just keep doing that. And then I sneak in and do whatever I'm supposed to do on the mission. But uh, I've been really into that. But the problem is that uh, Jess dropped off her Wii U at my house. Mm -hmm. And in that Wii U is a copy of uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which I have not played yet. Mm. And I'm really, really wanting to play that. So that's like kind of it's sitting in a bag next to my front door. And it's just in the back of my head that that's sitting over there right now. So I'm trying not to break away from what I'm doing with Metal Gear. Yeah. But man... I'm going to get into that Breath of the Wild. I know it's going to happen probably by this weekend. I, I, nice. I'm going to be playing multiple video games at once and buying Simpsons figures on eBay. And <laughs> I, I'm that fucking guy now. And he was never heard from again. Pretty much, yeah. He put himself in uh, isolation. Yeah, it's happening. Um, so what about you, man? How's how's the how's the home life treating you? Dude, I've been on a gardening streak lately. Really? Yeah, we planted about mm, 15 potted plants, maybe more. Right, huh? Uh the mosquitoes were were killing me the other night, so I had my my wife, the lovely Jessica, uh, spray me with mosquito spray, and she got some in my eye accidentally. <laughs> so now my eyes kind of hurty and swollen. Wow. Uh, <laughs> How long has that been? A couple days. Couple days. Yeah. Dang. It's going down. It's going away a little bit. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I can see tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm not blind. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been having fun with plants weird this weather's been fucking amazing even though you know it's kind of hard to breathe in my neighborhood <laughs> yeah yeah we're, we're gonna talk about that <sighs> uh <laughs> but other than that it's been really great weather and it's been you know cool and breezy and it's just made me want to be outside more yeah it's like perfect though, outside right now even though i really shouldn't be i mean aside from like you know the chemical death cloud yeah it's really nice right now <laughs> yeah it is just been in the backyard, just like skating the ramp and hanging out with my dog, playing fetch. And me and Nate like played outside last night. Oh, that's cool. It's fun, man. It's good. That's awesome. Um, yeah, life is pretty good right now. Uh, <laughs> other than what's going on, uh, one city over. Yeah. <clears throat> Do people even realize? Like, like I, I've been. We'll get into it. Let Let's go to the fucking news. Yeah, let's huh? just go ahead and go to the news. We all know what time it is. It's time for the news with Gabriel Dieter and friends. So, as we were saying, yeah, uh, I've been like I've been off of the news since you know last week. Um, I haven't really been paying much attention, mm-hmm. and I noticed yesterday. There are all these posts about uh, the chemical cloud going over Houston. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, but you do realize there it's going over like Deer Park and Pasadena and then into downtown. Yeah. So it's not like just down. And now downtown's like, you know, the mayor's like getting all this criticism. <laughs> and I'm like, who gives a fuck, you know? Like you're, you're so, you're such a big city. Nobody's even going to really get affected by it you know it seems like and like because it's going like not straight over the city you know right and it seems like 
the most affected cities are, are smaller, and the news hasn't been covering them as much. I want to know what the fuck they think the mayor's going to do about this. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, like, there's literally nothing anyone can do about this at this point, except for put out the fire, which they did today. And you know what it is? Like, <laughs> people that live in Deer Park and Pasadena, they know what they signed up for. Yeah. Like, I know I live fucking two, three minutes away from a, a chemical plant. Yeah. You know? Like, m- most of the people that live in the towns that are, you know, really most affected work in these places, you know? Right. So, they, they're they already, like, they kind of get what's already going on, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I think that... And the people that live in these cities, they, they work there, too. Right. So, oh, no, man. Yeah. It's kind of... I guess we should probably... City folk get on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we should probably just kind of go ahead and, you know, go over exactly yeah, what happened. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so, uh, at the ITC uh, chemical plant in uh, Deer Park... There's like a series of storage tanks and uh, the way these refineries work is they have all these like really massive tanks. So if you're driving down 225, like from Houston heading towards Baytown, you just see all these Those m- giant white cylinders, yeah, massive white cylinders, you know, jetting out of the ground. A lot of times they'll have like a mural of Sam Houston on the side of them. Uh-huh. And uh, thanks, John Manlove. Yeah, right. <laughs> so like and what they do is, uh, you know, in each of those massive tanks, they store, you know, different chemicals. Yeah. And they're, they're processed chemicals they're, right the raw materials for making other things right and uh itc uh makes gasoline which mm-hmm. is an incredibly dangerous process right. like i used to work at a facility uh called prsi that was you know well known for being a very dangerous place to work you know that also made gasoline and jet fuel and things like that right and uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. whenever you know you would go into the unit there were entire sections of the unit that were just roped off and black because they'd caught on fire. Yeah. You know, like where they had had a disaster or something like that. So in this refining process, it's very common for these things to happen. But there's like a whole huge chain of things that have to ha- go wrong for something like this to happen. Yeah. Um, like, I think what I read, you know, kind of, and what's kind of the buzz in, you know, the chemical <laughs> manufacturing community yeah. <laughs> is uh, there was a failure of a manifold. And what that is, is like, it's like a, a chamber where there's like basically four or five different uh, lines split off of this one unit or whatever. Right. And something caught on fire down the way. And because that manifold failed, it didn't stop the fire. So it spread to other tanks. And that's what caused the big, massive, you know, explosion, black cloud. Mm-hmm. Everyone's freaking out. Like those operators who are responsible for that process right now are screwed <laughs> because what has to go wrong for that to happen is so much pencil whipping and negligence really yeah because you know in my job you know i i work on this equipment called analyzers and what they do is they kind of analyze you know all the different products that are made or like things that are coming out of the smokestacks and make sure that they're operating within epa regulations and stuff like that mm-hmm. but everything that i work on every month has uh what's called a pm that comes out to prevent it's a preventative maintenance schedule and what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to look at that piece of equipment and kind of go over what it's been doing for the last month and make sure that it's operating the way it's supposed to for that manifold to have failed means that somebody down the line was not doing the pms Hmm. you know like somebody was not doing their job consistently for an extended period of time and they were just kind of signing it off and pencil whipping it Hmm. because i mean for a catastrophic failure like that to happen like it just it's just gross negligence you know that's human failure straight up there's no way that that manifold just happened to fail in between 1 p.m to the next you know well there's always a story when these things happen like they're gonna point the blame at at the supervisor and the supervisor above him they are for not wanting to stop the work and spend the money that's true you're supposed to do that like that's but the thing is itc 
like okay the, the facility that i used to work at that PS, prsi that i was talking about that had all these yeah. burned out units they had a really spotty safety record you know yeah. the only place that i've ever heard of that was worse than prsi was itc wow it's it's maintenance culture failure from the top down right you know the people upstairs they don't care because they're not spending money you know so their little quarterly reports look great yeah. you know they're, they're not you know being negligent and you know hemorrhaging money and the workers they don't have to do anything because nobody expects them to they don't care you know everything's working right nothing's red you know <laughs> nothing's spewing black smoke who gives a shit yeah so i mean this is this is top-down failure from that entire culture of employees you know it's so crazy uh because you can see that culture in so many aspects of what's going wrong right now mm-hmm. because you have kind of a media blackout oh yeah of the air quality reports mm-hmm. you've got city managers and mayors yeah. uh not telling people what they know right you've got the media not digging into anything that might alarm people that live in the area let me go into that for a second okay okay so you speak about the media here's what i've noticed in the houston chronicles reporting lately i don't know if you've like followed them on twitter at all they have like ramped up all of their reporting about clean energy production in texas in the last week wow like all i've seen are just all these articles are just like you know houston is number i mean not houston texas is number two in clean energy production behind california so like they're reporting all this stuff about this spewing black cloud that's coming from deer park Mm -hmm. but what i've seen more reporting of is clean air production like clean energy production so that's even that's mainstream media like the like the city paper the number one the only paper in houston yeah you know is whitewashing oh yeah you know that's that's been the status quo since they've had no competition yeah they're bought and paid for by (laughs) oil and gas everybody yeah (laughs) everybody in the in the uh oh man i can't even think right now so uh, i've lost so many brain cells over the past (laughs) day i'm so weak and so Uh, dizzy dude dude, i was out there gardening and i i started stuttering uh i could not think of what i was trying to say just was like you never fucking stutter well that's like a side effect of that naphtha shit that's out there yeah Yeah, it's bad man it's bad uh they're saying that the air quality is at a safe level or (coughs) yeah because the cloud isn't dropping below four thousand feet or something like that that's bullshit it is it's absolute bullshit uh for one these chemicals raw uh are are one thing Mm mm-hmm but once they burned, they they become something completely different. Yeah, and then, then with the change in temperature and stuff like that, you know, it's cooled down a lot. There's a lot of water vapor in the air. That yeah. water vapor is collecting that and bringing it down to surface levels. Oh yeah, we're gonna be fucking poisoned, dude. Man, really bad. Yeah, it's and that that smoke dissipating. Mm-hmm. That's just dissipating into the air we breathe. Right. It's just just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's safe. I saw another report saying that uh, they're finding elements of that stuff already in the ship channel. So the water's polluted. Don't go fishing. No, don't right go now. fishing. It, don't go swimming. Yeah, it is bad, bad shit. Yeah, so man, keep an eye on what these people are telling you about this stuff because there's a lot of bullshit out there, and it's coming from like what are supposed to be trustworthy sources. Yeah, the people that are supposed to be looking out after our safety yep. are not so much doing that. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to talk like a caveman. <laughs> um, what else, Brennan? Okay, uh, let's see. Are we done with that story? Yeah, I guess so. Right. I mean, I guess we could get into the Christchurch mosque shootings. Um, that happened last week. Yeah, it was, right? just, it was and, uh, uh, March 15th. So I didn't even hear about it when it happened. Mm-hmm. I heard about it like three days later on, you know, because, you know, yeah. I'm not working. So uh, I have no downtime. <laughs> it's just <laughs> all downtime. And uh, I mean, 
some white supremacist went into a mosque mm-hmm. and killed 50 people. 50 and, people. And wounded 50 more. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at a 100 casualties. It was actually two mosques. It was the uh, Al-Nur Mosque and the Linwood Islamic Center in Christchurch. So they're talking about the U.S. influencing uh, this guy and Donald Trump in particular. Yeah, he specifically named Trump in his manifesto, I believe. Yeah. Um, I forget how far-reaching the actions of the United States reach other countries. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a... There's this comedian, I can't remember his name, uh, and he has a joke, oh, he had a joke that was, uh, had something to do with, uh, well, if you don't like it here, why don't you move to other countries, and they're because, they say, because I don't want to be a victim of the United States foreign policy. You know? Oh, wow, yeah. And that's, uh, that's sharp. I think, I think that's pretty true. I mean, you know, you know, not even our foreign policy necessarily, our culture, you know, it's, you know, United States media permeates the entire world. Right. You know, and people need to be careful about the kind of shit they say, man. It's just... And when it results in this kind of action, yeah. But I, <laughs> there's there's this whole movement to curtail language, and <clears throat> I don't necessarily agree with that because of where we live. But when you look at the leader of the country, mm-hmm. uh, you have to be more diplomatic about your message. Yeah, I I think okay, like I don't look. I I think that everybody has the right to an opinion. I think everybody has a right to you know say what they want to say. But I think that too many people, you know, fail to realize that, you know, what you say matters, you know? And I think that it's really easy to go out there and be a faceless person on the internet and say horrible things, you know, to other people. And, you know, you forget that there are other people on the other end of that. And I think that it's also, I don't know, it's... It's part of our life. I mean... People just aren't getting punched in the face for the stuff that they say to people anymore. Right. Um... But that's the internet. Yeah. That, and that's, the internet's been around for a while now. And uh, has brought us a lot of bad shit. <laughs> a lot of good shit. Yeah, a, lot a lot of, of bad stuff. shit. Yeah. Um, it's like it's good because it gives everyone a voice, but it's bad because it gives everyone a voice. Yeah, but I don't want to blame the internet for everybody's troubles because people are behind that. That's true. Anything bad that happens, there's ultimately a bad person right. acting in the freedom that the internet allows. Right. Uh, I just think that we're more susceptible to hearing the bad people and maybe that's a, a weakness of the internet i don't yeah. know but this guy fucking i don't know man I don't, I, it's so hard for me to understand this person's actions yeah because it's so fucking crazy like yeah I, I just can't imagine being so mad at anyone especially someone i don't know or you know have had no previous association with like being so angry that i have to go in and like sh- just kill murder them in cold blood that's crazy well that's the problem like people that hate other people don't know the people they hate yeah so it really makes no sense mm-hmm. like but but opposing opinions work that way like you don't want to hear or understand the people you're opposed to because what are you going to do with your life <laughs> you know yeah. it's it's such a crazy thing uh and it and there's so many avenues that that people are like that like uh politically mm-hmm. uh racially yeah. uh, in humor in in uh books i mean it's like there's too many there's, oh god why did i have, oh, say it <laughs> it's like there's too many people in the world with too many fucking opinions <laughs> yeah and uh they all they all have a voice um but what are you gonna do i mean to have the freedom that that human beings have right now you're also taking on a certain amount of risk. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Is this um like is, so do you think this is just like a thing of like growing pains of 
I hope so. Like a, I, yeah, I mean, I would hope so, but I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know if it's that you know people are becoming more radicalized and they're going crazy, or if it's just that you know, I don't know, like maybe just people aren't like checking themselves and thinking about the things that they're saying, or I don't know. It's just, I don't know. There's a lot of I don't knows about this conversation. There, there really is. We it's, don't understand. Yeah, it's it's hard to like wrap my head around like you know just killing somebody like for like while they're praying too. You know, literally not bothering anybody. Right. <laughs> you know, like. Great, I'm depressed. Yeah, it's depressing. But <laughs> on the other side, there's always Hey, how about that Dick Dale, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, RIP Dick Dale. That dude was what 72 or something like that? He was 81. 81. Wow. Yeah. Whole uh almost just, other decade he lived. Just a shredding surf guitar player. Amazing. And toured till the day he died, but you know, as much as we like to say, hey, that's a really cool thing, you know, he did that because he needed like health insurance because he's been having health problems for years. That's the only reason he still toured. Really? Yeah, he was sick. He had like heart and lung problems and stuff. And oh shit. He 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 had to work until the day he died. You know, just played his ass off, just trying to live his damn. last ten years. You know, god damn, that's like he, he was dark. still he was still playing like those crazy shred songs. Yeah, in his late seventies, early eighties, he literally fighting for his playing his guitar to fight for his life. Jesus, man. I mean, it's that it's that's like a myth, you know. It's like basically the story of the devil went down to Georgia. <laughs> All right. Well, he's probably got to take some responsibility for losing money or something because I mean, that dude was he was a surf so guitar. fucking famous. No, was he? Was he really? Yeah, dude. Was he famous? Would you say Dick Dale was famous? Could you could you go like tell your mom that Dick Dale died? Would she say who? Yeah. You know? Uh, probably. Yeah. Like she she wouldn't know who that is. Well, probably not. You know. But my mom. He, he's know. like a marginal figure. You know. Yeah, but what he is he in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I don't think so. Really? Wow. I highly doubt it. For what he did for music. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he he was just neglected as a human being. Yeah. I mean. You know, the only reason that people really know him, like even in a kind of marginal sense, is because of Pulp Fiction. Yeah. You know, I mean, unless you're like a surf fan, yeah. you know, people don't listen to Dick Dale. God damn it, Brennan. As a matter of fact, that's what's like listed the first line of this article in the New York Times. Dick Dale, who was known as the king of surf guitar and recorded the hit song Miserloo, which was revived on the Pulp Fiction film soundtrack. <laughs> that, mm. You know, let's see. Uh, died of heart and kidney failure. <sighs> so he had a shitty heart and kidneys. <laughs> yeah. That's a just a bad roll of the dice. It really is. <sighs> well, so R.I.P. Dick Dale. Yeah, yeah. But Jerry Lee Lewis is still out. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> kidding. Is he? Did, he died recently, right? I don't remember. Jerry Lee Lewis. I feel like we would have talked about that if he had. Yeah, probably. Yeah. What else we got, Brennan? <laughs> what else we got? Okay. Uh, record cocaine bust in Philadelphia nets eighteen million dollars worth of product. Cocaine. Yeah. So they. You see- know they say less than ten percent of the shipping containers uh, go checked. Yeah. Less than 10%. That doesn't surprise me. So if I were a drug kingpin, <laughs> I'd probably be shipping all of the drugs through the ports. You yeah, know? It's, it's it's really just kind of a roll of the dice. I mean, you you got a pretty good chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but let's let's build that border wall around Philadelphia. You yeah. <laughs> like, well, if you watch The Wire, uh, <laughs> yeah. they brought in a lot of drugs and, and women mm-hmm. through uh, shipping containers. So let's see. We got other okay, cases. Authority seized uh, 450 kilograms of cocaine in the Port of Philadelphia on Tuesday morning. Uh, bricks of the white powdery substance were stuffed in duffel bags and found in a shipping container aboard the MSC Desiree, which was traveling from Colombia to Europe. So check every ship coming from Colombia. <laughs> yeah, you know that, that should be a red flag. 
Uh, federal authorities inspected the container, noticing bolts in the door had been tampered with. Hmm. Yeah, so. Someone got tipped off. Yeah, about, about 900, 992 pounds with a street value of $18 million, and it's one of the biggest seiz- like seizures of cocaine in Philadelphia ever. Can I drop a uh, conspiracy theory? Sure. A rival drug dealer <laughs> had a man on the inside, and he, he dropped the tip he on snitched. him. snitched? Yep. Eh, maybe. Get the, get the uh, competition's product seized. Yeah, that's the name of the game. If I'm a drug dealer, anyway. Uh, <laughs> what else do we got? Okay. Why do they call it a white powdery substance? Still, like nobody knows what cocaine is. Well, because it's it's you know it's it's got to be allegedly until it goes through the courts. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. So uh, the Supreme Court will decide if convicted sniper in the 2002 uh, District of Columbia area killings can get a new sentence. Yeah, they're gonna uh, the the young kid that was uh, Lee Boyd Malvo that was uh, kind of like the the right hand man to the DC sniper. The person Metal Gear was uh, based yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> really, the person that I kind of need on my squad right now. I need yeah. to airlift one of those out. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so the Supreme Court uh, decided that. No, they're going to decide whether the life without parole sentences for the primary gunman uh, are going to be reconsidered because he was a primary gunman. Whoa, I guess he pulled the trigger? Huh, that's interesting. No, the older guy was sentenced to death. I thought he was the gunman. Well, he he was also, well, the guy that, this guy here was 17 whenever it happened. Right. So maybe he was, you know. I thought he was the lookout, though. Guy with the rangefinder and the, <laughs> checking out the, yeah, so, the, so the way I. the wind that's blows. That's kind of weird. Yeah, apparently he was given a... Uh, uh, mandatory life without parole sentences whenever he was initially sentenced. But uh, in 2012, the Supreme Court uh, changed the ruling saying that that couldn't be imposed on juveniles unless they commit a murder and they were deemed permanently incorrigible. So he's going to try to go back and get his sentences reduced. But saying he's yeah, he's rehabilitated or or that he was, you know, just a kid. Yeah, exactly. But even if his uh, Virginia sentences are like, you know, reduced or whatever, he still faces life without parole for uh, in Maryland for six additional murders. Hmm. So, I don't know. It's going to take a lot to get this guy out of jail, but uh yeah, I don't see a I don't see the I mean, freedom in his future. Yeah, I'm not understanding like why this is, I don't know, even worth fighting. I don't know. It just sounds like he's going to be in prison forever regardless of what happens. Right. Unless like, you know, some video turns up of him not pulling the trigger. Right. <laughs> okay, so uh Cindy McCain posts strangers hateful message about John McCain and their daughter. You know, <laughs> John McCain was in the public arena. Uh he could have he he's taken criticism worse than this. Yeah, if you if you want to hear some of that criticism, there's an episode of The Dollop, which is a American history podcast uh-huh. about the life and the career of John McCain. Yeah. That will completely change your mind on him if you thought he was a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they're you know, I hate I hate to say it, but uh my family is one of those my family's very romantic about political figures. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why, uh, because the information is readily available to make these people into regular people that are motivated by, you know, greed and mm-hmm. you know whatever, and greed and power. You they're know? flawed. Yeah, flawed they're humans. flawed. They're they're flawed just like everybody else. Uh, just they're in higher positions of power. Right. You know, so the flaws that they have uh, affect more people mm-hmm. under them. Um, but yeah, this uh, this uh, 
Cindy McCain business. Let's get to that. Yeah, so she posted a, a photo of a private message from Twitter that said, I want to make sure all of you could see how kind and uh, loving a stranger can be. I'm posting her note for her family and friends to see. Uh, the message said that the sender was glad that the senator was dead, called him a traitor, traitorous, warmongering piece of shit, uh, and attacked her daughter, saying, uh, criticizing her appearance and saying that she hopes that she chokes to death. <laughs> I, I can't say i disagree wishing for someone's death is a little harsh but you know you're going on tv spreading lies uh especially about you know your family like tr- trying to whitewash them uh john mccain did way more horrible things to people that actually like people died because of john mccain right like many many times like hundreds of people thousands of people even have died right just because of things that you know John McCain did in an office whipping a pen. Yeah. You know, which is way worse than anything anybody can ever say to you on Twitter. Yeah. Your poor hurt feelings. Yeah. I feel terrible that you had to go through that. Meanwhile, you know, you killed a million people (laughs) or you helped kill a million people. Yeah. Um, it just goes, it just goes to, uh, romanticizing political figures that you can't, you can't not think of, uh, the people of Iraq. Right. The people of, Afghanistan, Afghanistan, Yemen, <laughs> Libya, Libya. Oh my God, they're they're selling slaves in Libya because of this shit. Yeah, because there's nobody there to run the country. Yeah, you know, they killed the last guy. <laughs> they killed the last guy after being friends with him for so long. Yeah. So oh, th- th- this is li- literally the only thing that I agree with Donald Trump on is just how much he hates John McCain. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, that is the one thing we could have a beer over. <laughs> the war hero. Yeah. I like people that don't get shot down. <laughs> Fucking A, Donnie. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Yeah, so I guess that's it for the news. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait. Uh, I think there was one more, right? Was there? Mm, no. Didn't you want to talk about Fukushima? Uh, Yeah, I guess we really didn't whenever, uh, yeah, the what was the eighth anniversary just rolled through. Yeah. Yeah. And still, what, what's changed? <laughs> nothing. Still losing after all these years, man. <laughs> no, nothing has changed in the last seven years. Yeah, and like it's it's still just leaking. They <laughs> they haven't contained shit. No. It's been eight years, man. They're pushing their luck. I mean, really, they're just waiting for another tsunami to take it out to sea <laughs> to take all their problems away. God, that's gonna be horrible. Yeah, a it's nuclear be tsunami. Yes. Hey man, what the tide brings man. in, the what the tide takes out, the tide will bring in. Hey man, that's how you get Godzilla, dude. <laughs> no, it's not. It's how you get fucking three-headed babies. <sighs> A God. real Ghidorah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Fukushima still doing its thing. All their their containment units are past, way past the age that they're supposed to be reliable, mm-hmm. and they're leaking. You know. Yeah. It's crazy. Those operators are going to be in some real trouble. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, huh? What do you mean? I was just referring back to... Oh, <laughs> the pencil whippers? Yep, pencil whippers, yeah. man. They don't want to spend the money. Yep. Um, for a giant uh, kaiju robot or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you're going to have a nuclear reactor by the sea, you better have a mecha. <laughs> yeah, you got to have a mech to pick it up and move it somewhere else. Yep. <sighs> they should just fucking bury it, man. <laughs> bury it in bury it where bury it in a hundred feet of concrete a hundred feet what can what can bust through that other than radiation what could incubate in there (laughs) that's what you got to be afraid of 
Fukushima. Fukushima. Good old Fukushima. All right. So, friend questions? Nope. Can nope. We, can we uh, talk about our, our coverage of the shootout? Yeah, we never really got into that. Nope, we didn't. And yeah. I I teased it last episode. Yeah, I don't a, know if anybody heard my tease after the uh, music. There, but, there was a post credit scene. Yep. <laughs> Make mine Marvel 24-7. Yep. So, yeah, we were right. We were totally right. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Again. Nailed the fuck out of it. Uh, all it takes, when something goes wrong and you smell something's wrong... All you got to do is think about who's in charge and what are their motives. Go two articles deeper and you'll find the truth. Exactly. (laughs) Man. And seriously, Twitter. Twitter, like, whenever something bad happens, like, I find more information in real time on Twitter than anything that comes out in the media. Because, like, you have people on the ground that are, like, talking to a hashtag and, you know, you start kind of, you know, aggregating all these different sources and you start really seeing what the truth is. Yeah. And then you see the article that comes out later and you're like, oh, wait, what about these other five things that this person said and this person said and this person said? Well, not just that. I mean, for me, when when I saw the body language mm-hmm. of the people and, you know, giving updates on what actually happened. Yeah. You could tell that something was wrong. Right. That's when you go digging mm-hmm. because otherwise it could just be bullshit. But you got to follow your own instincts. Yeah. If you if you smell something rotten. You know, there's usually something there. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, I was previously talking shit about the Chronicle, but they're the they had like two reporters that were working on the story that were doing really, really good work. Uh, I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but like they the, the work that they were doing and like kind of following them in real time is what sent me down the rabbit hole on, on it. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, read your local crime reporting, man. I wonder if those. Well, I want, yeah, that sucks that there's probably. Those those two good reporters are yeah. in the crime section, but they're not covering like yeah they're not envi- going to cover environmental, environmental no. catastrophes. Not going in Texas. On. I mean, they could have cracked this thing in a day. Yeah. <laughs> so there has to be someone covering what's going on down the road. Nobody on the payroll of any major media outlet in Houston. Really? No. Well, fuck. All right, let's move on then. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I saw uh, some guys in your neighborhood, actually, when I was driving up, that were walking around with news cameras kind of filming the neighborhood. Yeah. I don't know if maybe they were just shooting some background or what. Yeah. Maybe they're doing the work. I thought about it calling them over, didn't inviting them to the show. But... Yeah, I don't I don't think we would have made it. Yeah. Made it onto the screen. I don't know. Uh, what else? That's about it. Do you yeah, want to go into Murder f- and Mayhem? Bring questions. God damn it. I'm, I'm always confused about the order of this. How do well, we... my soundboard says murder and mayhem first. Let's do that first. Okay, we'll do it. All right. Okay, uh, yeah, murder and mayhem. Uh, not going to be about a serial killer or another, weird... Another death yeah, in, the, in a, the books. An, another death. Uh, yeah, we're not going to do a serial killer. Not going to do, you know any weird deaths this time this is just kind of something that's kind of personal to me who uh, died and who did he kill <laughs> <laughs> well uh i don't know jake phelps and jake he, phelps i don't know, probably just killed some sick pools <laughs> <laughs> yeah longtime editor of thrasher magazine uh since 1993 mm. killed over this past week uh just this past thursday killed no killed over oh killed no killed over he uh i mean the cause of death isn't really being reported there were rumors of Cocaine? Uh, well, no, there were rumors that he died on a skateboard, which oh, okay. would have been the romantic story, but the more believable story is that he died sitting on a couch playing a guitar. He thrashed into the sunset. Yeah, you know, he's, you know, he, he was 56 years old when he died. And, mm-hmm. you know, up until a couple of days ago, you could see videos of him on Instagram, like, bombing hills. Like, really? Still getting after it. 
Wow. You know, he, he, he wasn't skating like he used to, but, you know, he was still out there doing it as best as he could and, you know, still pretty gnarly. Uh, he was known for being a little bit of an asshole, you mm-hmm. know, as far as you always knew what that guy thought about you, you know? Yeah. Like, straight up, he would just tell you you were a piece of shit to your face, you know? Dang. That kind of guy. Harsh. You know, he was an old Boston hardcore guy. So, oh, okay. you know, he had no problems telling you what he thought. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, you know, but being an older skateboarder, one thing that you kind of see in people is once you get to a certain age, you kind of get to where you can't really do it as good as you could used to be able to. Yeah. So you kind of have to decide what you're going to do. You know, you're either going to go the hippie vegan yoga route, you know, or what a lot of people do is they end up going the opioid route. Mm. And, you know, you see both. And, you know, with the opioid guys, they don't last long. And that, that's that's kind of what was happening with him. You know, he was as he got you know to be an older dude, you know, when you'd see him at the skate park or whatever, you know, there were a lot of stories of him asking if he could get him painkillers. Oh, really? And yeah. So, I mean, you know, th- this is, you know, skateboarding is a young man's game. You know, you're not you're not supposed to last forever. Yeah. But if you want to last a long time, you kind of have to decide how you're going to do that. And, you know, hopefully you make the right decision. Dude, I've heard your knees from another room. Yeah. Like, it's no joke. Yeah, it, it's it's <laughs> it, it, it's hell on your body. Yeah. You know, it's really hard. You're taking a lot of hits. I mean, most of the time you're not wearing pads. You're falling on concrete at, you know, elevated speeds on a wobbly little piece of wood, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was bombing hills and stuff. So it was, he was going fast for a long time. And he was yeah. a vert, in the 80s, he was a vert skater, you know? Mm-hmm. So he was skating big ramps. And, you know, your, your body's not meant to last forever. And if you want to keep at it, you got to make good decisions, man. And why do you think he continued to do that? You think he enjoyed it or he just wanted to hold on to his rep? What, skating? Mm-hmm. Oh, he loved it. That mm-hmm. guy, like, lived it, you know, straight up. Like, there, there's, like, no doubt in my mind, you know? I mean, at, at the end, you know, he, he kind of got to a point where he he was the editor, but he his, his role was actually the editor-in-chief, quote-unquote. So he didn't do a lot of writing. He wasn't doing a lot of editing, you know? The people who did all the work was this other guy, Mike Burnett, and, you know, Mike Steven, who we met in Austin. Mm-hmm. They're the guys that run the magazine. They actually do the job of producing you know, a monthly issue of Thrasher. Yeah. He was just kind of a figurehead. He would go out on the King of the Road stuff and, you know, he'd be in the YouTube videos and he's more like a mascot, you know what I mean? Right. Like he he did a little writing here and there. You know, he was he was kind of regarded as like our Hunter S. Thompson, you know, mm. just out there kind of living the life and being a maniac. Yeah. Uh yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's a big loss for skateboarding, man, because I mean that dude, you know, he he's he's been around ever since I skated, you know. Yeah. And I mean for a lot of people he's been around, you know, and that's he was kind of like an older brother figure that, you know, that's kind of how you knew who was cool and who wasn't, you know? Like, generally, if he, like, hated on people and, like, kind of kooked them or whatever, he was right, you know? <laughs> like, mm. like 90% of the time, he was right, and it wasn't personal. He was just like, that dude's a dork. That dude sucks, you know? <laughs> Did he ever think Alex Jones worked for the CIA? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but that is interesting that you bring up Alex Jones because there is a conspiratorial element. Uh, somebody on the internet made a YouTube video suggesting that maybe he was murdered mm. uh, as kind of a Illuminati plot. You know, since he was working for Vice and all that stuff now. And yeah. What was he doing for Vice? Well, I mean, he was on King of the Road, the, the oh, okay. show that they have. And, oh, know, okay. Yeah. They think that, you know, maybe somebody murdered him as a as a mm. countercultural figure. I don't believe it. I don't. I, I think, think he so was either. a guy that had, you know, demons for a long time and probably just OD'd, hmm. you know. But yeah. If, if anybody's interested in the conspiratorial murder of Jake Phelps, the video is out there. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. It's 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 a loss, man. It sucks. It's lame. 
You know, you, you hate to see people go down, you know, especially to something like that, you know. You know, you, a, a lot of people in this scene OD, and it's it's just, it's whack, it's stupid, and we should all be taking better care of ourselves. Yeah. But, you know. All in moderation. <laughs> I, I, I mean, people are getting better. Like, you see the kids, like, like kids, like young kids, 14, 15, they like stretch and stuff now. Really? They like take care of themselves. A lot of them are like vegan, and they like really healthy people, huh. you know. And I, I think it's because they're seeing my generation crumbling into dust. Yeah, know? yeah. And I Did mean, you that's, see that's uh, Steve Wiggington <laughs> take that hill and wipe out? Uh, no, I didn't see that. Oh, man. I felt bad for him. But he's one of those guys that takes really good care of himself. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like... Until he's fucking falling down a hill. Well, you know. Oh, wait, yeah. Actually, I did see that. I did see that. It was really funny. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's he, he's always, like, padded up, and, you know, he doesn't, you know, he's not killing himself. Yeah. He's he's pretty healthy. I don't, I don't really see him drink very often. He's He was a heavy smoker for a long time. Yeah, he's not anymore. Okay, that's yeah. good. Yeah, he's... That's good. You know, that's that's the kind of path you should follow, man. You should you got to take care of yourself if you want to keep doing this stuff. Yeah. So anyway, R.I.P. Jake Phelps. It's all, uh, yep. Rotten hell, you old bastard. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> all right, let's do some friend questions. Okay. All right. Uh, this one comes from Michael Garcia. Are you are you all ready for the Gulf Coast Toy Show? Uh, yes, I am, Michael. I love that fucking toy show. It's uh once every quarter. I think they do it four times a year. Yeah. Um, Where's that? Uh, this one I believe is in Pasadena. Really? Uh, when? Yeah, March thirty first, Sunday, I believe. Mm, I'm down. Maybe you could look that up. Um, yeah, it's a really good show. Uh, there's a lot of good shit to find, especially if you go for the early bird special. Hmm, okay. I'm down for that. Let's see. March 31st, 10 a.m. It's going to be at the Campbell Hall, Pasadena Rodeo and Fairgrounds. 7601 Red Bluff Road, Pasadena, Texas. 77505. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's do it. 50 vendors. um, You know, whatever you collect. Yeah. uh, Toy-wise, it's probably going to be there. Something for you. Uh, Maybe not Hot Wheels. (laughs) Maybe not Legos. I don't know. Uh, yeah, do you, do you don't really see a big presence of like Lego stuff at those shows, do you? Man, let's not get started on Legos because I've I've been flirting with the idea, uh, flirting oh. with the idea about uh, collecting uh, space Legos, man. But I don't think I'm gonna do it because I literally do not have the space. Yeah, you're it. out of space, man. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you start I'm stick with action figures. No, I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> um, what were we talking about? Uh, friend questions. Oh, friend questions. Yeah. Okay. Let let's me, see. Let uh, Instagram user at the boozer asks, if you could bring one fictional character to life, who would it be? Thanos with the infinity gauntlet. Thanos with the infinity gauntlet. Why? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I need more space. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. Fictional character. Um, have you ever seen Metropolis? Yes. I've never seen it, but that robot looks cool. It is a cool robot. Yeah. What does she do? Does she do anything bad? Mm, not really. I don't know that that's one of those movies that I put on and every time I watch it I never really commit to it <laughs> because it's silent. Yeah. It's so hard to watch. The only time the furthest I ever got through it was there was a version that came out that had a soundtrack that was redone by Giorgio Moroder, hmm. you know, like for like a 70s and 80s like Italian disco guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, really the only time that I've ever really invested time into it was watching that version of it. So, I couldn't even tell you what it's about. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh that's funny because I saw uh, I have a DVD of uh, Nosferatu, yeah, and the soundtrack is by Typo Negative. Ah, uh, awesome! <laughs> That's kind of weird. 
I, uh, s- I saw a version of uh, this movie called uh, Vampire, which is mm-hmm. like kind of in the same vein as Nosferatu. Yeah. But uh, there was this band called Year of No Light. It's kind of like a drone black metal kind of band. And they did a soundtrack for that. And it's amazing. Wow. It's on YouTube. Like, you should watch it. It's just like, I. that's how I want to see that movie. I don't want to see the original version anymore. <laughs> like, hmm. I don't know, man. What, what fictional character would... Uh cause hell for like big companies <laughs> pollute toxic captain avenger. planet i want okay. toxic avenger <laughs> all right i'll do captain yeah. planet you have toxic avenger there i think go. yours is way way cooler all right so toxic avenger that's mine all right okay uh let's see instagram user at original Orig- origin alchemy asks if you were a chemical fire what city would you be in and how badly would you pollute the local environment and why i think deer park is the perfect place for a enormous fire I never really cared for that place. <laughs> the only thing you got is uh, morning scalachis. <laughs> yeah, there's some nice people in Deer Park. Never, never met one. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Jay, Jay's a good one. Yeah, Jay's a good one. Jay's a good guy. Yeah. Most of the people I've ever met from Deer Park, I liked all right. Um, for me, huh, DC. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Chemical huh. fire in DC. Chemical fire in DC. Let's go. draw that up. Let's uh, use the Bad Brains logo yeah. to... Uh, have make a that happen. Black smoke coming out of the <laughs> dome on the Capitol. Yeah, I think go. that already happened. <laughs> um, Jessica Puck Tapia asks: uh, The fire burning reminded me of your artwork. Thoughts? P.S. Someone I know had nine baby chicks die all at once inside their barn, and they think it might be related. That is no doubt related. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised. Like seriously, it was. It was getting hard to breathe. Yeah. Like I felt like I had asthma mm-hmm. a couple days ago. Yeah. I'm just glad it's put out and hopefully it won't happen again. But I know it will it, because it, I it, live in Pasadena. It will definitely happen again. Yeah. Absolutely. And I don't think they're going to get fined more than what they can handle. Yeah. Probably a couple million. Yeah. They make gasoline, man. They're not. Yeah. We need them. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, they're, not, they're, they're gonna, essential. I got to put for, them out of business. Yeah. Uh, as far as my artwork's concerned, I don't know. I don't know. I guess, you know. An apocalyptic black cloud over Pasadena. Yeah, it's. it's... <laughs> Spiritually, maybe, yeah, but uh, <laughs> it's kind of hard for me to draw something like that. It's kind of weird that you haven't drawn that yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as the chicks, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of dead chicks. That, that, they, they don't do the canary in a coal mine for no reason. Right. You know? Yeah, very true. You know, I did notice a lot few, uh, fewer birds the past couple of days. That doesn't surprise and me. And they're, they're coming back now. Mm-hmm. Like, I sat outside this morning, and, and there were a ton of birds flying around. Um, Big Clem asks... Uh, how many chickens do you think it would take to kill an elephant? Wow. Uh, chickens or roosters? He just said chickens. Okay. So let's put maybe a 50-50 mix in there. Yeah, because, I mean, roosters are generally more combative than a chicken. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I would say, like... Are we talking an African elephant or an Indian elephant? Oh, that's true. Uh. Let's go Indian. Okay. <laughs> just so our math is uh, somewhat um, believable. <laughs> I would say if you starved a hundred roosters they would have a chance a hundred a hundred against an elephant roosters are very aggressive <laughs> be death by a thousand cuts I yeah, guess, it's, huh? it's, yeah it's like it's like fighting baby dinosaurs man yeah nothing nothing safe around a hundred roosters yeah um like whenever my parents ran that bar in channel view my like okay like it was like my house and there was the bar and then right next to that was my grandparents house where like we still had relatives that lived there and my cousin had gotten a chicken on uh easter like you know like a little baby chick or whatever and it didn't die it grew up and mm. it was a rooster his name was chicken nugget wow and every time you would go to that bar that rooster would come over and attack you 
like it, it like you know i would just be going over there to like you know bring my mom or phone or something uh-huh. you know? and I'd go over there every single time i went over there that rooster would attack me wow so i think a hundred hungry roosters hungry for elephant meat <laughs> they could take them out of the legs man oh man bring, once, once you get it down to ground level it's dead yeah it's done it's just a matter for of the time. eyes and the asshole yeah yeah uh i'm gonna say 600 <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to hear an elephant scream for like three days. <laughs> All these fucking assholes are trying to kill it. What else we got? I don't know. Uh, Rose of Texas, uh, aka Michael. I'm not going to say his last name because this question is so disrespectful. I don't want to blow his cover. Uh, who will die first and kiss? Mm. I, I already have my answer. Uh, Ace is the only one with a drug habit. Ace is an in kiss. Ace really? Yeah, he hasn't been in kiss for a while. I thought he was still touring with him. I don't think so. Okay. Really? I think so. No. I don't even know if it's, a re- it's actually them touring anymore at this point. Well, it's it's uh, Paul Stanley and uh, Gene Simmons are definitely playing. Okay. But, yeah, that would be the logical I fucking mean, choice if he was. But. Yeah, I mean, Ace is the one that, yeah, he's 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 never looked too good. <laughs> <laughs> no, not since he was a baby. He's been dying since, like, 1971. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Ace is in it, man. I really don't. I think that he played guitar, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think there's another guy. Let me see. Um, is Peter Chris dead already? I don't think he's in the band anymore. No, no, he's definitely not. But I, isn't he dead already? I don't know. Um, I was going to say Gene Simmons because he's probably going to get some kind of penis surgery and uh, die. Why? Uh, uh, current lineup is Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, and Ace. And then, you know, some hired gun for drums. Huh. Yeah. I had no idea he was playing right now. Yeah. He's, he's, he's back in. So yeah, my bet is Ace. Yeah, good call. Good call. That's the, uh, yeah, that's the weak link (laughs) of the bunch. You don't get Fraley's Comet sober. No. (laughs) No, no, no. (coughs) Uh, Jarvik7 asks, what's the fastest land animal? Other than the cheetah, it would be the East Texas lot lizard, I would think. I don't know. I would say me after two hydroxy cut. Jesus. (laughs) Hydroxy cut. Oh, shit. Well, I guess that's it. Yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so thanks for all the friend questions. Yeah, you're very friendly. Appreciate it. And now, ten foil tirade. UFOs, sea ghosts, crazy unexplained shit. It's just a ten foil tirade. So. We didn't uh, cover this last episode, but there was a Gambino crime boss that was murdered. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he took like more than a dozen bullets into his body. Yeah. And that's what killed him. FYI. <laughs> uh, the suspected killer was. He died of a heart attack. <laughs> he died of a heart attack from inserting bullets into his torso. Uh, so they caught the guy. It, it seems, and uh, the suspected killer appeared with MAGA Forever and QAnon written on his hand. Mm-hmm. So, how typical is that? We live in interesting times, don't yeah, we? Yeah. I mean, this fucking show proves that <laughs> crazy shit is happening all around us. And if you're not fucking realizing that, then you're not paying attention. I mean, it makes total sense though for like some like New Jersey mafia piece of shit to be like a Trump QAnon guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're just fucking meatheads. <laughs> yeah, but what does that have to? <laughs> because they'll believe whatever dumb shit you tell them. <laughs> I guess. I mean, it's just insane that crazy people 
do crazy shit and that we get to look at <laughs> and be like blown away by people's you know outlandish behavior and this didn't happen in florida yeah that's... maybe it's from florida eh, maybe i don't know um maga forever and QAnon. yeah now as a conspiracy oriented person mm-hmm. if i were to pull something random out of my ass yeah and say maybe they had something to do with it <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh QAnon, uh put a hit out on this mafia guy i don't know Maybe not, but it's fun to think about. I, I could write a script on that. Like, it just, it doesn't make any sense at all. Like, this this is like, I mean, it's not like he killed a politician. Right. He killed a Gambino crime boss. Right. So, like. Who may have been involved in the, in, uh, the assassination of JFK. <laughs> Was he that old? No. Okay. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> He could have been in the the great great grandson of someone that was involved. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Though it's coming out more and more that maybe like the Bushes were directly involved in that. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that if you want next episode. But yeah, like uh, just I I don't understand like why you would be why would you would choose your court appearance to try and fly a flag for QAnon. Like, is he trying to like pull some sort of insanity thing or something? Or uh, that's a great idea. Because I mean. This is essentially what Richard Ramirez did in court when he drew the pentagram on his hand. Yeah. You know? Well, no, not really. I mean, he did believe in Satan, right? Oh yeah, he was. He, he, yeah, he thought he Satan was talking to him. Well, shit. Maybe. You maybe you have a point there then. Yeah. I maybe mean, he was a QAnon guy, and what would that have to do with anything to kill a Gambino? I, I think he's just trying to go. I I think he's like trying not to go to prison. I think that's what's happening. Hmm. I think he's trying to. Well, he's gonna go to prison. I think he's trying to go to like maybe like a hospital prison though, you know? Like you think like, so? Like a psychiatric hospital. You know, no. I mean, this is mafia shit. He knows if he goes into prison and gets into general population, he's gonna die. Mm, yeah, that's probably a safe bet. I mean, to me, it seems like he's like pulling some strings on something that's like in the public consciousness, you know? Yeah. And you know, I mean, that that would just be my first guess. I I really don't know anything else about this guy's particular interest or involvement with. Well, Q. they're gonna they're gonna go through his his uh search history and all yeah. that shit. Is the FBI? involved in this case i mean it's mafia so yeah mafia is usually you know well but he wasn't mafia but still it's a mafia hit though is it if it was a civilian that killed a mafia guy is it still well it's, it's still that, it's still related to yeah, it's still related to organized crime you know? yeah, yeah. Hmm. I mean, anything having to do with organized crime is going to go through the fbi you know yes yeah. feds bothering italians hmm interesting yeah i don't know man i guess we'll see yeah uh that was a, a short tenfold tirade, but you know, they can't always be Amen. gangbusters. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got anything else, Brennan? Oh, man, I don't know. Are we done? I think we're done. The music stopped next door, so I'm kind of thankful for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you to uh, Lone Star Buttons if you want some buttons or promotional merch to promote your small business large business special occasion etc etc go on over to lonestarbuttons.com or you can email info at lonestarbuttons and uh get in touch with the owner adam stimpy jones you could also call him at 281-798-1996 use the coupon code i want to suck on your hairy tits Oh, yeah. And get some shit thrown in for free. Not shit, buttons. <laughs> get some buttons thrown in for free. Um, also, thank you to Mockingbird Network. As always, they are fun 
fun people. Uh, go to the website, um, mockingbirdnetwork.com, and check out our fellow podcasts. Uh, they've got some good stuff on there. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, other than that, I think we're going to lunch. Yeah. So gently go fuck someone.